Let's learn different moves. Parenting movements, that is. Let's mix and shake until we find our own groove. I'm Paula. Angel. Jumi. I'm Mars. And this is the Shaking Parenting Podcast. We would like to remind everyone that nobody is really an expert in the philosophies we are discussing here, except the ones who created it themselves. We chose our guests because we've seen their passion in their chosen philosophy, and we would love to learn with them. Our goal here is to share these learnings with you, and then who knows, maybe it will encourage you to dig deeper and go further. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. We sure covered a lot of pedagogies this season. We learned a lot of child-led approaches and more modern ways to learn with the child. That's why for our final interview, we save the pedagogy which we think will make us go back to the kind of education that's more familiar in our generation. One filled with memorization, focus on grammar and history, and even math. Today's topic is classical education and while it's not exactly the same as traditional education, I feel like our interview today will give us a wider understanding of the foundation, structure, and process that we ourselves went through as students. Well, we have here today a mom who practices the classical education method and shares her learnings beautifully in social media through her account, Raising Covenant Children. Friends, say hello to Karen Tanchu. Hello, Karen. Hello, Paula. Hi, Karen. Oh, hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Ayan, Mars. Okay. <laughs> hi, Your Karen. Favorite. It's Mars. Oh, I'm. Ano, I'll just dive in. I know this is always a hard question to answer, but how would you describe classical education in simple terms? It's actually very hard, like you said, <laughs> especially this topic because. There is a challenge in defining classical education because unlike the other philosophies or methods, it doesn't have one authority, unlike Maria Montessori or Charlotte Bison, where you could just look at their materials and just say, oh, this is what the Montessori method is, or this is what the Charlotte Mason is. That is quite different for classical education because there is no one source but instead, it's a pool of wisdom from throughout the ages. And people have entered this great conversation and tried to determine what it is. So I'm not going to say um, this is the definition, but I'm going to say consider this definition instead because there is um, other people have, many different people have tried to define it. And it's pretty hard to zero in in one aspect. So, yun lang yung um, to start with. But uh, I am keen to present an idea that it's closer to my understanding, which is defined by um, Dr. Andrew Kern of the Searcy Institute, which is the Center of Institute for classical education and I hope that you consider with me this definition Um, he says classical Christian education is the cultivation of wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on the true good and the beautiful by means of the seven liberal arts so that in Christ 
a student is better to know God and enjoy God. Um, so there, uh, that's uh, uh, one of the definitions that I actually uh, try to apply in our own education or homeschooling. And I hope that you consider this with me as we go along. Seven liberal arts. Yes, the seven liberal arts. I think arts. we can dive into that more later, no? Yeah. Yes. So, Karen, I think not many Filipinos are familiar with classical education as a term, right? Yeah. And may, it may oftentimes be confused or interchanged with Charlotte Mason. So, really curious, can you walk us through a typical day in your home as a classical education family? Like, what do you normally do? What? Well, our schedule, we try to stick with a routine mm-hmm. in order to cultivate habits that we'd like to see in the children. So early in the morning, we have wake-up routine, and we have breakfast together. And right after breakfast, we study the Bible together as the first thing that we, we try to do before jumping into homeschooling. Um, and right after that, the kids do... Uh, a Bible journal as, as, as a form of reflection from what we have read to them. And, and, and after that, we continue on with, uh, with the different, we read from different books. Um, the difficulty, I think, um, of doing it strictly in the Philippine setting, it's because we are so used to the idea of subjects. Mm-hmm. And classical education is not a subject-based education. Mm. The, li- the seven liberal arts aren't subjects, but they are intellectual skills that need to be mastered in order for the person to be, to be the best that he can be. I see. So, um, so, we, so there, since we're enrolled with a homeschool provider, mm-hmm. We try to apply the liberal arts in some sense. So, for example, we have English, we have Filipino, but we see that as a form of grammar and musical education, which Mm -hmm. is part of the seven liberal arts. So, we go through the different subjects as is expected by the provider and by the Department of Education of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And we try to insert how we think the liberal arts would cultivate in them the virtues and the skills needed in order for them to 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 learn. So, so parang there's an extra lens, am I right? You're looking at it from the lens of classical. Yeah. So um, we still try to work within uh, the provider and within the DepEd system, but still we have to um, we try to see through it. Yeah, just like you said, to a lens or how can we best apply or how can we best practice or pursue the liberal arts through, uh, through these subjects that we have been given. Yeah, so yon, um, those are the uh, a typical day. We go through it one by one. Uh, I think for any other person who go through different subjects, we have a lot of breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Lot of snacks. <laughs> uh, um, yes, <laughs> snacks in between. Uh, yeah, we try to go through a, a rhythm, a schedule, 
um, because it builds habits and virtues in the child that we'd like to see them flourish in. Pero your curriculum is based on the provider's curriculum. I mean, the pace and what you're going to tackle for the day is based on your homeschooling provider's curriculum. Tama? Um, we follow their suggested books. Um, not necessarily. Actually, from the beginning, I've never followed a provider's anything. <laughs> I've never followed a provider's suggestions about uh-huh. some of them. I try to consult and check which I could yes. use, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I would choose materials that I enjoy, mm-hmm. right? So that the children would enjoy it. Enjoy so, too. Yeah. Yes. So I believe in loving the things. The books, the literature, or whatever materials that I use, because of that, it's also training the children and what to love. Yeah. Wait lang. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, so okay, if we want to incorporate um classical ed at home, so where can we start? You can start by Aesop's Fables, which is part of um the the curriculum that um has been suggested by our provider mm-hmm. because it's a classic work. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it um through short stories that are wonderfully written they um but the great point of that is the goal of classical education is provided for us in in the aesop's fables because they are there to provide values or virtues which is one of the main goals of classical education to cultivate a child's soul mm-hmm. with wisdom and virtue So, no matter what the age of the child is, if you want to incorporate a classical education, if you want to start somewhere simple, you can start with Aesop's Fables. Karen, about the books, parang you prefer then, I I assume, mga unabridged, yung mga ganun din, no? As close to the original as possible. Even for the, I mean, like, I'm sure there are a lot of... um, of versions of Aesop's fables, I'm sure there are more. Ano ba tawag mo dun? Parang na Disneyfied or any term for that. Oh, parang I assume you also want something that's more classical, tama? In terms of the the kind of books, you know, I thought about it since we've been, you know, uh, more familiar with um, Charlotte Mason and Charlotte Mason actually discourages twaddle right. uh, mm-hmm. when less less how do you say that less less perfect or less well written literature mm-hmm. and I thought about that and I would I think this is personally my view I would say na not necessarily because parents also do retellings of stories to their children mm-hmm and um, we can choose literature 
according to the understanding or the pacing of the child. So in a sense, you can use, um, for example, mas bata pa, like four or five years old, I have a four-year-old, and I read with my grade one student. And so um, there are times when I would use literature that um, is more applicable for the both of them para kasama din yung younger child kahit na hindi siya enrolled. And the reason for that, um, uh, we do that, we, we do the same for Bible stories. We use story Bibles as retelling of, of God's word because um, we want the children to understand and be familiar with it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's okay na hindi siya yung um, it's not the really original original at the outset because the more they're familiar they are, the more they come to love and embrace it. Mm-hmm. And in that, you are training also their souls with what to love and what to like, what to not like. So, yun. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm saying that I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't really mind it. But of course, if child is able to do to 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 handle it why not thank you for that karen because you know sorry pwede isa pa okay kapag ba sorry may comment lang ako may comment lang ako jumi bago mo tanongin may comment lang ako hindi siya question i love lang that karen um answered that in that sense, no? Because I always follow you, Karen, for your book recos. Alam mo yan, di ba? I mean, I always love your your book recommendations. And I think na laging tasteful yung mga yung mga choices mo. But it's it's so refreshing also to hear this point of view from you. O, yun lang, Jumi, you can, ano, can go on. <laughs> no, yung question ko lang is, kasi nga, di ba, classical education, I think maybe, when you say ba you use a classical book, Pwede mo na baka agad sabihin na, oh, we're doing this classical education. Well, I would go back to the main goal of what classical education is, which is to cultivate a child's soul and wisdom and virtue. Mm-hmm. So any material that you use that does that, I would say you can use. So even if okay. modern novels or... Yes, yes, because... um in, because um, classical education um, began, although it began with the ancient people, it continued on until the present day, which is being recovered by more and more people. And how it looks like depends on different eras and different times because it's also different um, how people see it, how people yeah. um, um, have tried to understand it. So it would look different to different times in different places. Yeah. So it's not just one or oh, okay, pag hindi ka gumagamit na to, ay hindi ka classical. Oh, yeah. Oo. Oh, oh. Yeah, kasi I ask, oo. Oh, oh. Sorry, I, I think, ask that kasi, 'di ba? Parang when pag narinig mo kasi classical education, ah puro great books, ah puro binabasa nila ganito, ganito. Parang very super quote unquote academic. Yes, I think that is one of the misconceptions yeah. of mm-hmm. classical education. Uh, it's so academic, it's mm-hmm. so rigorous. I mean, to a certain extent, it is because you have to be trained in the liberal arts. Pero I see it primarily as even for us, uh, 
since we're a family of special needs, and one of my children has special needs, uh, to go back to the main reason why you're doing it, the why you're doing it, the goal of that, the reason and the goal is to instill in the child to nurture that soul with wisdom and virtue. So any material that works to that end can be used to do that. Okay. I okay, know. Paula. Karen, I like what you said kasi kanina that classical education is not a subject-based education. Yeah. Tapos, ano, kasi I'm, I'm interested because Montessori is also like that. It's not subject-based. So, mm-hmm. and you mentioned na seven liberal arts are not subjects but skills. Tama ba yung yes. pagtatake right. note ko? Okay, so can you, can you expound more on that? Okay. Um, this is one hard thing to talk about in a few minutes. <laughs> So, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> oh, sige, in simple terms. No, in simple terms. <laughs> the seven liberal arts. Um, so, seven. The people who have tried to apply classical education. Um, can I go back first to the history para may understand? Of course. Yes, yes, we, sure. we love the context. Go. Yeah, para may, may, yeah, that's right. You have the context of how it developed. So, you could say that it started with Sina Plato and Aristotle, mm. but they didn't call it classical education. Right. They didn't call it liberal arts. What they did, however, is that they engaged in the great conversation. What is this conversation? They tried to answer the question about the nature of education or what a person needs to learn in order to be the best he can be. And so classical education um, uh, helps a person know what it means to be human or what ought he to be. So um, Plato and Aristotle didn't do that. It was the people in the medieval times that came up with the liberal arts. So sila Augustine, sila Thomas Aquinas, they followed on this tradition and um, that's how we, uh, that's where we put our uh, classical Christian education. That's where it was developed further. And in the Renaissance period, people, um, for a time. And so in the Renaissance period, it was during those times that people started rediscovering Greek and Latin and began writing. So it was also during this time that classical education started taking shape. So you'll have um, people like Virgil who would write uh, Aeneas and, and other literature like that, na classics in our day. So mm-hmm. classical education, like I said earlier, it's a pool of wisdom from teachers and practitioners from the ancients, continued on my Dominion school man, and those who wish to retrieve it in the present time that's why it's not um that's why mga people would rather I, I for one would call it yes it is education but it is a tradition that we seek to retrieve so yon it's not um subject based in the sense that the seven liberal arts 
are divided into two aspects. First is the trivium and the other one is the quadrivium. Um, in our day and age, people equate classical education with the trivium. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it's not that alone. It is more than that. Um, so the liberal arts is divided into two parts. First, the trivium and the quadrivium. Trivium um, comes from the Latin word tri and via, which means three ways. Okay. It's the three ways wherein um, a student learns um, the way to master language. So the arts in the trivium would be logic, grammar, and rhetoric. Yan yung mga arts wherein they master language. The reason why I mentioned logic before grammar, it's because sanay na yung tao when they hear classical education, they echo what Dorothy Sayers say in her um, essay, The Lost Tools of, of, of Learning, yung grammar, mm -hmm. logic, and rhetoric. I used to think that, I used to think that that's what classical education is, more on stages and levels that you climb. Mm -hmm. Na when you're good at rhetoric, then you can move on to the logic. Then you can move on to the rhetoric. Okay, ano pala siya? Hindi niya akala ko. Sige. <laughs> yeah, so it's not the way it is. That's not how the OG or the original classical educators have seen it. Mm -hmm. It's more of an interpretation of Sayers of how she saw or how she observed the children of um, during her time. Now, which is true nga, it, it really is na parang, na during pag-grammar, they parrot everything. During logic, they question everything. And rhetoric, you teach mm -hmm. them um, good uh, how to deliver stuff so that they could persuade other people. But it is not, um, it is more than the stages. It is not subject-based because it is the mastery of language skills. So grammar, you could say, is the master of language it brings harmony to the words that where you learn to master reading and writing or spelling. Ganun siya. And in logic, uh, you learn to master and bring harmony to your thoughts. Okay. So that's why you could say the modern interpretation that you would learn um, fallacies or, or yung, yung formal logic. Because you, you aim to bring harmony to your thoughts. Whereas the grammar, it's words and logic. You bring that together and how it needs to make sense together. And for rhetoric naman, um, it's, it's persuasion. It's learn how to uh, persuade. And that's why Andrew Kern um, of the Circe Institute likes to call it uh, it's a harmony, it brings harmony to community because the aim of rhetoric is to persuade others to love what you love. So yun siya. So the first part of the liberal arts is grammar, logic, and rhetoric. So it's a mastery in language. Mm -hmm. And so for the second part naman, um, the last... Uh, the quadrivium. The quadrivium. It's, it's the four ways naman. Um, whereas earlier, the trivium is a mastery of language. It brings harmony to the mind. Quadrivium naman is a master in math. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's more of uh, the quantity of something. It's 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 hoping to bring uh, mastery or the understanding of matter or uh, the things of this world. So yung quadrivium under that would be the geometry. You have music. You have arithmetic and astronomy. So yun naman yung in 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 some sense all of those um, things. Sa quadrivion, have something to do with uh, space and time and how to understand it. And so, uh, the liberal arts tradition uh, aims to have uh, its students become masters in this area. Basically, if you, if you summarize it, to be masters in language and masters in numbers. Masters in words and masters in numbers. So, yun yun. Um, it's not... so. It could, uh, so for example, uh, when you look at uh, mga books, uh, the way you choose that, it's not so much, okay, this is English, this is Filipino, and this is history. When you look at uh, materials, you see them, how can I cultivate the mastery in grammar uh, in this aspect or, or using this material? It, it's more on that. It's not so much on, okay, we need to memorize this part of um, ano mga, mga dates or what. It's not so much that. I used to think that too. But um, mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. that I studied, the more I realized I don't know anything. So, <laughs> so I had to go back and, and, and relearn basically. Scratch everything. Teka na muna. Ang, ang sobrang stressful to. Ha? Memorize lahat. Everything. And you have yeah. to um and 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 that's the reason why I also went back to to the drawing board and, and realized hey if it's if classical classical education is meant to nurture virtue in the child, how come it's not nurturing virtue in me as in a me teacher? yeah na parang um stress ako but yeah parang um it's not it's not restful it's not mm-hmm. unhurried it's right. It's it's just all rigor, rigor, rigor Mm-mm. without any meaning. But when I realized that the true goal is to instill virtue and wisdom, that's when I realized, oh, oh nga no, hindi lang siya pala panay uh, memorize. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is towards the end of cultivating virtue. Okay, so Karen, medyo naintindihan ko na isa sa mga roles ng adult if you're following, if you're a classical education family, is that um, you you tell them you, you you guide them right? I mean, you guide them on what to love. So is that part of actually? I'm just wondering: is that part of rhetoric, ba? Na ikaw as an adult, uh, you kind of persuade their children to, you know, or oh, this is what you should what you should love, or these are the things you can love, and also how. You you mentioned earlier that um, also one of your roles is that you know you look at something a subject um, a lesson whatever and you try to think how can I cultivate or encourage mastery here so tama ba ko na yan yung mga roles mo as an adult is there more any comments on what I said Ayun, siguro we just want I just want um, a clearer perspective on what really is your is your role as the as an adult in in this method? Um, I would say that the 
um, the adult is the more more mature student who mm-hmm. who leads by example on what to love. Okay, okay. So um, the reason why um, I'm so insistent on choosing literature or materials for my children because I need to be that example for them to lead them into that, to love something that I love, to love that which is true, good, and beautiful. So um, that I, the reason why I say more mature student because um, it, the learning never ends. And I love the maxim na doskendo diskimos, which means by teaching we learn. Kaya, um, kaya, uh, yun, um, in, in, in that sense, the adult, of course, is the teacher. But what kind of teacher is that adult? Um, right. He is merely a more mature student who leads by example what to love. Because by um, knowing what you love, by knowing who you are, by instilling that love, we are training the children what to like, what to dislike. Plato himself, I think it was Aristotle who said na, education is teaching the student what to like and dislike. It's training them ano yung good, ano yung ugly, what is true or what is false or what is beautiful. And by training them in that aspect, um, they will come to embrace it, hopefully, <laughs> by, by, by training that soul. Yun. Okay, so moving on, medyo in relation to that. So training them what is good, what is ugly. In terms of discipline, how does it look like in this method? May kinalaman ba yung ugly, good na yan? Or how, how, does, it, how, how does it work? In this? Um, this is one, actually something, when you, I was sent this, I, was, I had a hard time trying to zero it in. Because um, they didn't really so much write about it. Ah, okay. But it's more of instilling the habits. So when you have someone like Plato or, or Aristotle, he would talk about habituation. Where he says, it, um, it's a quota. It makes no small difference then to be habituated in this way or in straight from childhood. But an enormous difference, or rather, all the difference. So for Aristotle, yung training palang ng habits is very important. From early on, as the other people have also um, agreed with him na habit in time becomes second nature. So I would say um, it goes back pa din, discipline in the classical education would go back to the overall goal. That is cultivating wisdom and virtue. So, discipline is formational. It's not merely a reaction to an infraction or something that is done wrong, but it has a proactive training of pleasures. So, it's nurturing and the shaping of the love and or what they need to love or be loyal to or devoted to. So, I can think of the word Greek word paideia, Mm-hmm. Paideia in Greek uh, is really untranslatable in the English language, but it has 
the connotation of nurturing or discipline or inculturation or passing on the culture to the child. So everything that you love, everything that you believe in, everything that you follow, yan yung ipapass on mo sa student or sa child. And, and, and we find this actually in Ephesians 6.4 in the Bible, wherein Paul says, fathers do not exasperate or do not um, make your children become angered, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And the word there, discipline, is the word paideia, which goes back to the Greek, to the Greek understanding of inculturation. So you're training the body and the soul through to love what it, it, it needs to love. And you do that by um, um, training them in virtuous habits. So it's a lot like, uh, so it wasn't Charlotte Mason actually came up with that first. Mm-hmm. Okay. In that sense, she follows the classical tradition yeah. by, by actually saying that it's habits. Mm-mm. Because that's what the people of the past have actually said. Even um, Virgil himself said that so strong is custom or habits formed in the early years. And even Aristotle would say na um, habit must go before reason. And the other, 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 uh, other writers would actually say na kailangan may muscle memory in order for them to remember it. And the more they do it, the more they get used to it. And that's part of the discipline, yung proactive training of loves of pleasure or the pleasure. Proactive training. I love that. I love when you said that it's not just about a reaction to what a child does, but it's really formational. I'm just wondering, like, Karen, on a on a practical um, application, no? Parang, niintindihan ko siya, pero... Uh, Siguro on a more practical application, paano siya? For example, let's say a child, uh, quote-unquote, talks back to you, no? So, sa tingin mo, oy, sumasagot siya. Yung gano'n, na-offend ka kasi sumasagot siya. Paano yun? Do, do you say, oh, parang that's ugly in, in our culture or something? Like, how, how do you, how do you inject yung, yung ano, yung classical education discipline in that sense? How do you explain that this is what's good or this is what's ugly? Um, for me, I think um, since I'm not only classical, I'm also Christian. Okay. So for me, I will go back to to the scriptures of what scriptures say, yung Bible. This is what um, the scriptures tell us and I remind them of that. So I do not I do not discipline or I do, I do not um, Say something na that would shame just to, uh, how do I say this? Um, so I won't say something para lang matapos na. Mm-hmm. But to remember that in whatever I do, it's part of our paideya. It's part of the culture in the home. So, yung sinasabi ko din, makukuha din ng bata. So, it's, it's, it's going back to the paideya na 
I'm I meant to I mean to pass on not just um, my beliefs but also uh, my faith and by doing so I appeal to scripture that this is what God tells us and the reason for that is also related to another word uh, to the Romans now you word that pietas mm-hmm. which is word which means piety. So if I were to um, explain what piety is, it's devotion or love or fear or loyalty to God or man. So um, the way the Romans understand it, they are to show piety to the gods, to their family, which is in their family, the pater familias, the head of the home, which is the father. And sometimes... May merong aspect na self denial is not so much on what you desire, but it's more on the loyalty to God and man. So I think in that aspect, related siya sa pieta, pietas, which is piety, which is, if you look at it, um, it again go back parin na ordering of the desires or love, kasi, um, it's submission to authority for the greater good of the society or your country or your family. And oftentimes, the love of God or love of country or love of society or love of another person takes precedence over our own loves. And kaya siya, it's marked by self-denial. So when you go back to that in a practical sense, it's piety, it, it's loyalty to God and honoring the parents in that sense. So you appeal to that. Thank you for that. Ang gandang reminder nung ano, no? <laughs> you won't say anything para matapos na. <laughs> minsan, minsan kasi nakakaana talaga yun, di ba? Yung parang lalo when we're busy and then, you know, parang you just want it over. <laughs> so thanks for reminding us that you're right. Whatever you say, that's also the habits and the kind of language that you're passing on to your child. Yeah, which also mm-hmm. means that we ourselves must be people who have good habits. Yes. <laughs> and, and that is very hard to do. But if we are to pass on, um, if I were to pass on this culture, I too must be one full of virtuous habits. Because mm. especially in the early years na sa classical education, the people before didn't really have a curriculum no kung ano gagawin nila. But they were very careful about choosing yung mga nurse na tinatawag nila. I don't know what's the equivalent of that. Maybe yaya? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oo. So they were careful to choose the nurse na kailangan best in behavior and best in speech din. Kasi kung ano makukuha ng child in those early years, yun din yung susundin nila. And si Quintilian, he was actually one who wrote about this extensively in his institutes. Na, kasi yung, yung the point of his book na sa institutes is to train the orator, orator in, 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 in speaking and rhetoric. So for him, from the early on, you shouldn't expose them to, to bad language or people who speak ill or people who, who just say anything just because they want to. 
the speech around surrounding the child, the culture surrounding the child must be excellent because yun nga, mahirap i-break yung habit once it is already instilled in the soul of the child. Grabe, ang hirap. Parang napaka-challenging nung ano na, surrounding them with excellent ano, <laughs> in this modern world. But it's yeah. such a nice ano, challenge to take on because it's so true. I mean, the habits you form in childhood are harder to break kapag nandiyan na talaga. Diba? I mean, like for me, even like junk food, you know, even as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Diba? Yung, yung oo, masastop ko siya for a while, pero after a few, you know, a few months or pag makakita ka, parang, oh my gosh, memories of my childhood. <laughs> Thank you, Karen, for sharing about the Christian roots of classical education. Um, I'm wondering, how about for other people who share a different worldview or um, different religion? Um, can you share maybe how they would be able to apply or uh, follow the classical education? Um, I would say that um, people of different worldviews could perhaps um, try to apply it because it didn't really begin with the Christians, but okay. it continued on with the Christians. So Actually, they, um, so people like Augustine and um, Aquinas took uh, followed on in the tradition um, laid forth by Plato, Aristotle, Socrates. And they develop that further. So I would say, yes, it is accommodating. But at the same time, um, I think I would side with Charlotte Mason when she says na, na there is a danger to just applying method mm-hmm. without understanding the philosophy behind it. Because if, for example, if we see, oh, it looks nice, maybe I should do that too. So... If you are not convinced, you know, that it's the cultivation of the soul of towards um, virtue, parang mahirap siya to just apply it outwardly mm-hmm. because wala yung heart change. The, the innermost of the person is not there. It's not present. It's just outward. Right. You're merely following the steps without really inculcating true change in the heart of the person. So parang um, si Charlotte Mason nga nagsabi na... Um, Sabi niya, uh, what a miserable wooden system does it become in the hands of ignorant practitioners? And those are very strong words. And I think it's a good warning for us, for, for all of us. Na, um, of course, anyone can, 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 can try to, to get into something. But um, when, I, when people ask me about homeschooling, of how do I start to homeschool, I always ask them, why do you want to homeschool? What is your philosophy of education? How do you view the child? And these things are very important because it informs your practice. Our philosophy should inform our practice. So um, I think for me, that is foundational. Uh, yes, uh, to, to, to get into it, but also try to learn as much as you can because you can benefit the fruits and the riches of a true classical education when you understand what it is truly for. Let's now go to literacy and numeracy. So, um, I know that 
classical education is very heavy on this. Are there any specific activities or methods that you do when you start teaching reading, writing, and math? And is there an age where you're supposed to introduce uh, these concepts? Ayun, yun na muna. <laughs> Actually, mahirap siya sabihin kasi wala talaga silang yung parang handbook. Mm-hmm. So if you say... Um, if you say Montessori, she has a group of works, what you're going to do at this age or that age. Right. Even with Charlotte Mason, she has, you know, um, different planes. Walang ganun sa, sa classical education. And sometimes they would disagree with one another on what to do. Yes, <laughs> so yes, parang, so. kasi it, it is, it's millennia of, 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 of writings right. that they seek to recover and, and continue to practice. But I was able to dig in through the work of Quintilian. Mm-hmm. So um I would if you would permit me I'd try to go through it slowly lang na sure. <laughs> what what he thinks how he thinks boys in particular kasi his training orators okay mm-hmm. how they would be educated Ooh, so, like. so he says na some hold that boys should not be taught to read till they are 7 years old so may ganun na understanding which I I for me, na surprised din ako. Oi, seven years old, parang Charlotte Mason na. So parang um, so a lot of them were saying that uh, boys should not be taught before seven years old. But he says um, not necessarily, because if you teach moral education, why can't you to teach literary education? Sinabi niya yun, and and. And he continues, um, yun na nga, yung the, the culture of the home, yung language of the child should be important of what they're exposed to. And he also writes yung uh, the teaching of the letters. Okay. Um, it's quite surprising because in the Greek, letters is the word grammatike or grammar. So yun yung it connects to that. Um, so when you think of the liberal arts in terms of grammar, you think of letters or language. It's the mastering in reading and writing and spelling. So so Quintilian sees na uh, you should not you sh- that the teaching of letters need not to be in order. Hindi siya kailangan in order. So if they were to apply that to the hindi siya kailangan A B C D hindi siya kailangan ganon. Kasi, mabilis daw ma-memorize yung child yung order. So, it's more on the appearance of the letters rather than the order in which they occur. So, just as like you do with people na i-recognize mo sila first sa, sa how they look or how, uh, sa appearance. Uh, Ganun din yung daw sa letters. So, that's one. And also, I was surprised to read this and I was happy because I, I tried to apply multisensory or multimodal okay. in our homeschooling. And, and he uh, advocates for the use of materials. So he mentions ivory letters. So when you think of during the time of hard um, um, ivory or rocks that they write on. So he says, I quite approve, on the other hand, of a practice which is devised to stimulate children to learn by giving them ivory letters to play with, as I do anything else that may may be discovered to delight the very young, the sight, the handling, and the naming of which is a pleasure. So bibigyan daw ng kids yung ivory letters, and at the same time, wax tablets. 
Wax so, tablet? Ano yes. Um, so, <laughs> ano siya parang, to, dalawang boards siya okay. of wooden that are attached together okay. na may wax. So, think of it, yung parang magic slate dati during my okay. 80s. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Parang, yeah. parang ganun na it, it's black and you, meron silang stylus. That's actually where tablets and stylus mm-hmm. first came, came from. from. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So, mag write sila sa wax tablet and the pen will be guided along the grooves. So, parang meron siyang um, letters na nakasulat na kailangan nilang i-trace. So, parang ganun. Uh, I was surprised to find this, but I was also very happy. And mm-hmm. akala ko na parang, okay, meron din pala ganun yung classical education. Uh-oh. Yeah, and and so, and at, at so you further increase the frequency in the speed sa fixed outlines para mas steady yung fingers sa gamit nila sa wax tablets and the stylus. And of course, meron ding copywork. Mm. <laughs> Same nung parang Charlotte Mason idea yeah, ng copywork. Oo. So, okay. I would actually say na classical yung aspect na yon sa classical education. Nang galing, yeah. Yung content ng copywork for Quintilian, one must convey moral lesson. So her for ah. him, he, you cannot just copy anything, anything. for the sake mm-hmm. of copying. Because ah, ah, the ah. goal is to instill wisdom and virtue. So ano siya para mga quotes or scriptures ganon yun ang yes, copy work. Um, uh, so for them, um, so for the Plato would insist on poetry because that's what delights the children. And yun yung tinatawo nila musical education. Musical education, it's not really music yung kanta lang. It's one of it. But it's not just that. So you could say songs, um, hymns, stories, or works of great men. So yun yung part of classical education because it goes back to the nine muses of Apollo. Nine muses of Apollo. Sige, go Google. Yes, sila yung, <laughs> sila yung mga muse na may history, geography, hymns, uh, okay. epics. So, yun Uh-oh. yung musical education that is foundational for a classical education during their time. So, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, there is uh, gymnasium. Part yun ng gym, gymnasium or gymnastics, which is, um, for them, it's... Movement. Uh, movement, yeah. Uh, yung... yung uh, wrestling and dancing. Okay. Yeah. Ah, may wrestling sila o nga naman. I mean. Yeah. So, yun. And one thing curious that I absolutely loved when I found this, uh, sabi niya, is not to be in a hurry in teaching reading. Sabi ni Quintilian, you will hardly believe how much reading is delayed by undue haste. If the child attempts more than his powers allow, the inevitable result is hesitation, interruption, and repetition. And the mistakes which he makes merely lead him to lose confidence in what he already knows. Reading must therefore first be sure, then connected, while it must be kept slow for a considerable time until practice brings speed unaccompanied by error. So, he was very careful not to stifle the confidence or to discourage the child through the process of learning how to read. Mm-hmm. So, so, pagmamadali mo, 
ayun, na ano mo na pala siya. You might bring. Na-discourage mo siya. Na-discourage mo na hindi pa siya ready. Siya, kung hindi pa siya yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other one is, in terms of literacy, it's the importance of memory. Oh. I think this is yun yung pinaka-important, one of the most important skills for them is memory. Na to remember because um, for the classics, they don't believe that originality uh, is possible at early, mm-hmm. is at, at this stage because memory is the only faculty that can be developed by the teachers. Sabi din Quintilian. So, yung next importance niya, that is the reason why imitation is very important. So, the classics, you would find that in Plato, in Aristotle, that imitation always precedes creativity. So, it's the power of the memory that is being cultivated, but that memory, the content of the memory, needs to be something that is true, good, and beautiful. Kasi it, so according pa to Kuntilian, sabi niya that uh, the indication of the power in uh, uh, the importance of the power of imitation is a sign that the child is teachable. So, yan yung idea nila of why memory is important and you need to imitate. That's why there are great books. Uh, from the early on, you have great books and great artifacts. Um, the the ones that have been developed over the years by great men, because by exposing to these great works, you will learn to find your own groove um, in the latter time, but not without learning from the best of the best. Yon. Thank you so much, Karen. Dami ko na papa isip ako. <laughs> Marami. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, can you tell us more the difference between traditional education and classical? Um, I guess for me, um, I've grown up as traditional as most of us probably have in our day and age, your mga moms and parents. I guess the biggest difference I see is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, for a traditional education, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, always sinasabi sa you, you need to learn this because. My need and To learn course. this kasi you need to find a job. Exactly. Right. You need to... Uh, get good grades. Get good grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to do this. And sometimes uh, it's not really helpful. I struggle with math and for more times that I can even recall, I've asked my teacher this many times. Um, why do we need to study math? Right, right. <laughs> and I never got a good answer. Uh, they would always tell me, oh, because it's part of the curriculum. Eh, basta. <laughs> basta, yes, oh, basta. Basta, oh, aralin mo na lang. <laughs> para mapass mo to, para tapos na. Para tapos Para tapos na. And that didn't motivate me. And that's one of my disappointments na why I didn't want that? I didn't right. want uh, just for, for the sake of necessity. Uh, sa classical education, it's not really vocational training. It's culture training. That's the difference. And it's not really towards something parang magagamit mo or something useful. You study it because you can. 
Mm. Because it's good, it's true, it's beautiful. It, it's, a, it's the calling na there is something better than that. It's not just that. It's not just getting a job. It's loving it because it's lovely. It's learning the good because you can do good. And it's, it, it's, it's seeing or learning what is beautiful because the world we live in is beautiful and we can be part of that too. So it's the difference between the goals, I think. I think that's the biggest difference. You could probably say yung mga minor difference, yung mga textbooks, mga, mga ganyan. Although, yeah. Uh, but I think that's the primary difference that I can see based on my own experience. Uh, it really is, it's not really more on the vocational, na, not, not, it's not practical, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 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 in, inculturation or, 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 or passing on or retrieving or embracing the love the, the the loyalties the the faith of a, of a culture or a family or a state or a society or a city or a church for that matter thank you karen and then karen may follow <laughs> may follow up lang ako. sorry okay. before before you angel um tungkol naman din dun sa difference naman so we understand yung traditional versus classical yun lang sa charlotte mason naman versus um classical, it, how important is it that a child also delights in the learning? Because I understand, you mentioned earlier na, yeah, children, dibai, whatever works to help them form, their, to, to help cultivate their values and their virtues. Pero paano kung hindi niya na-enjoy yung something na sinasabi mong he should love, kasi nga it's beautiful, it's Ganon. Parang, gano'n ka-important yung nagde-delight din yung child? Pareho ba siya sa Charlotte Mason na the child also delights in everything he reads or learns? Ganyan. Tama ba? I, I think, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm just starting to learn about classical education, uh, about Charlotte Mason. And, um, I'm not really um, well-versed in it. But what I see uh, sa mga readings ko sa Classical, classical, nakikita ko siya sa, in practice, some sa Charlotte Mason. So, I think, I think if I were to, um, to try to answer that, I would say it still goes back to discipline, which is the proactive training. Uh, since uh, you are the, since the, the adult is the more mature student, you recognize in the objective truth that there is really something true, there is really something good and something beautiful. Hindi lang siya na in what you think it really is. Na, I love that. The I like this. Truth. Yeah. yeah, it's objective truth. It's a, oh, I don't think that's really beautiful, but there is something really beautiful. That's the reason why we have the classics, the great books, because they stand the test of time. So, um, there is that aspect, um, pwede ko lang siya i-distinguish. There are times, it, again, it takes wisdom to practice it. There are times when you have to plod through it. Kasi you need to because even though it's difficult, uh, at first, you will reap the benefits um, in the future. So one example of that would be the Iliad and the Odyssey by Homer. Ang hirap siya. Okay. 
Kasi, uh, kahit, kahit sa matanda, mahirap siya. Yeah, actually. <laughs> ang hirap niya, intindihin. Kasi, it's, 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 it's poetry. It's, 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 it's hard to understand in our day and age. But, uh, that's why you also, uh, that's why you thought through it. Um, at first, basahin mo lang siya without really understanding it. But just to get a feel. Because there is beauty in the meter and the way it was spoken, and, and and just embrace it, so in one aspect. And maybe later on, as the child grows older, marunong na sila to appreciate the other aspects as it relates to one another. So on the other hand, meron din yung works na okay, sige. Um, if this doesn't really work, and just let go of it. So I. I try to do two because there are times when it's just not worth it and there are other times when it's really worth it. So, um, balance lang talaga. Yes, it takes <laughs> wisdom on the part of the more mature student to determine or distinguish which, um, which thing is worth the while or worth dying for. Parang ganun. Get. Thank you. Naiwasay ako siya na, oo nga naman, kasi nga, you say, I mean, in the classical education um, method, na of course, habit becomes second nature nga. So, naiintindihan ko yung point na you prod through it, and later on, you see the benefits, kasi second nature na siya. Yeah. Um, for me naman, Karen, I'm very interested to learn about this, because we also, uh, my, my son also has special needs, so maybe you can share um, about how you can apply or follow the classical education in a home where you have children who have different learning needs or um, different abilities or special needs. Um, to be honest with you, I'm almost gave up on classical education because of my child's special needs. She has a learning disability in language and in math, the two liberal arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she added uh, the two main things of the liberal arts. So she has dyslexia and dyscalculia, which means she has a hard time um, reading, learning to read or spelling, or and she has a hard time understanding mathematical concepts. And I almost gave up on it until I read a book by um, Cheryl Lowe of Memoria Press. Uh, she wrote a book called Simply Classical. For everyone, is it is it the book? Yeah, it, it's classical education. I forget the the other tagline, but it, it, the title is simply classical. And she reminded me because I um, I was caught up, you know, in wanting to apply classical that I forget that my child uh, is special because she is made in the image of God, and because of that it is worthy and worthwhile to provide her a classical education. Um, because deep inside, every one of us is in search of truth, of something true. And classical education acknowledges that, that we are all in pursuit of this. And if it is what it is, if it is so, it will be a worthwhile task, no matter how long and difficult it is. So... I would say that it is worthwhile and it is worthy because uh, a child is made in God's image. And because of that, 
they can imitate their creator and what he can do. And no matter what abilities they possess or difficulties they possess, they are wonderful in the sense that classical education helps them to live and, and to be what it means to be a human being, a person made in the image of God. So, yun, um, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, certainly not an expert in this area mm-hmm. because I myself have, you know, um, medyo, ano din ako, I'm learning how to apply it in that context, but giving her something that is true, something that is really good and beautiful, enriches her life. And no matter what she attains sa academics, it doesn't matter because if her soul learns to love the true, the good, and beautiful, which finds its, uh, which finds its apex in the Lord Jesus, and I am happy, and I would have done my goal already. Thank you for that. So I, I researched that it's simply classical, a beautiful education for any child. Yes. By Cheryl Um Cheryl Maybe, um, can you share, if if you just want to, um, some practical advice for families with special needs, aside from, like, if they, they don't have access yet to this book, like, maybe help me understand, like, do you work with the therapist and do you share to them, like, how you would incorporate classical education in their OTs or speech therapies? Oh, yeah. So we we outsource. <laughs> we outsource therapies and there's no shame in that. Yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, we have a reading intervention uh, with the literacy ladder. She has been going through that uh, because there is a way of teaching dyslexics in a systematic way. Uh, I've tried doing it myself, but since I am untrained in that, I, I, I defer to the teacher and uh, the teacher uh, does a good job with that, um, helping uh, those who are trained in that aspect uh, to help her uh, sa reading. Uh, reading, uh, mga, mga, there are different steps that needs to be done. And we we've we basically outsourced that because I'm not trained, and the other aspect is the occupational therapy. Uh, we've stopped for a while, but then we've started again uh, because uh, my child also has ADHD in in the sense that she needs focus, uh, so movement and uh, you could say gymnastic training, if you say. If you, if, if you put it in a classical mindset, it's more on the gymnastic training that's specifically geared towards that. Uh, so, uh, yun, uh, it, it's... Uh, so, it's very possible to, to do classical education, right? Yes, uh, it is possible because uh, I also believe that God has used different sorts of people to help us and our training of our children and we shouldn't be the sole provider of that uh we use the gifts that other pe- that god has given other people in order to help our children along the way so what we do that's different from other people because we have these specific needs is that um there's a lot of repetition involved 
um, towards mastery. And sometimes, even if you've, uh, if you, if already you've learned it, you need to repeat it. So there's a lot of patience involved in doing it over and over and over again. And we also do a lot of breaks, just, just movement break or mind break. And take a breather when things uh, become, ano na, become hard for the both, both the teacher and the student. So we also use timers to, to uh, present the goal or, or to just be aware lang, to be mindful of the time and what's happening. We, have, we follow a checklist or a schedule um, and it needs to be visual just to ease, hindi mahirapan to mag-decode pa. So to see the picture and see, okay, that's it. We check that and we're, we're done with it. We'll move on to the next one. And that in itself is a reward for her to see that she's doing things and, you know, she knows what to expect. So walang, walang anxiety on her part. So we try to remove those uh, things that, that would uh, make it difficult. So parang the homeschool was a way for us to provide yung IEP that's provided in schools na individualized education plan. Mm -hmm. So our homeschool is like that. Uh, we do it slowly. Uh, we do repeat a lot of things. And it's okay. Because uh, we're not really after the standards. We're after the soul. I love that. Karen, you mentioned you're not after the standards. So we can assume or you can say that classical education, uh, kind of, there's room to follow yung developmental pace ng children, right? Because you mentioned kanina na, um, someone said that you don't force them to read at seven years old again. So very, I I gather very scientific din yung mga ibang sinasabi in a sense na you follow yung developmental need ng children. Yes, I think um, you have to, in order for you to be a good and kind teacher or a parent in particular, you have to. Uh, and that's the reason why we say that parents are the best teachers because we know our children well. Uh, uh, the reason why it's difficult sa mga school setting because you're trying to catch up with everybody else. Mm-hmm. But but having to do it individually, even though you uh you're trying to apply classical education, uh you can do it in the own pacing of your child because uh it, it, it's it's it it's it's at that moment in time this certain book or this certain material will help them see the true good and beautiful and it's worth it to do it. Thank you. Thank you for that, Karen. Ka- Ka- Karen, Kanina, you mentioned the difficulty of doing classical ed in the Philippines because um, our education system is really more subject-based, right? So are there other challenges na in trying to implement classical ed at home? Uh, it is very challenging because it's the work of retrieval. Mm-hmm. The work of retrieval means it's something that has been lost that you're trying to get. Okay. But the problem also in relation to that is to renew classical education. So it's retrieval and renewal. 
It's not easy to do it. Kasi, Very challenging. Parang, parang naloka ako dun sa retrieval and renewal. Yeah. Retrieval and renewal. So parang yung example na binigay sa book, The Liberal Arts Tradition ni Kevin Clark and Ravi Jane, sinabi nila, it's trying to build a bridge without learning how to build the bridge, bridge. yourself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it really is difficult. And um, parang... But I, I I try to console myself na lang na by seeking truth, you know, by seeking mm. truth, I will grow and my children mm. will grow and that is enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and even though it's parang may fear and equ- inadequacy sometimes because you I didn't receive that education. I was trad educated. Uh, pero yung reminder na. Socrates, I'm reminded of Socrates who said na you must come to a point na parang you recognize that you are ignorant and that you don't know anything mm. because it's at that state or at that moment of humility that you recognize that you indeed need to learn. So parang my sense of humility and it can be transformed as a positive na parang yes because we don't know we strive to know for the sake of our children. So, um, and at the same time, uh, and as a Christian, I believe that it doesn't end there. I believe that true wisdom comes from knowing Jesus. So, it's, um, our education is, is, is sa Bible nga na sinabi sa Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And once we continually seek God and His kingdom, all these things will be added unto us. So I see that as a Christian, uh, once I seek for the truth, it is the Lord who will bless that um, desire for truth, and He will honor that by revealing Himself through the scriptures and through nature. Akala ko yung retrieval and renewal is also like retrieving books yes. from like, Parang yun yung naisip ko. No, yes, and, for and, old books. And not able, and not being able to read all of that kasi just simply don't have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So parang ako, I try to, um I try to, so late at night, after homeschooling, late at night, I would read through these difficult books and sometimes I just don't understand it. And it's so difficult, but I just see lang na, by reading through it, by, by, by trying to, 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 to study it, it also gives me joy knowing that um, yung, yung idea na skole to, mm. to the classical moms, skole means leisure, which is also the root of skola na school. School actually originally means leisure. Mm. That is very big sa classical world na yung play, yung leisure, yung, yung, yung joy in, 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 in learning. Kaya I see it as that, as, as a nourishment of my soul and at the same time as leisure by learning these things. But it's hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and ang kakapal pa ng mga libro nila, diba? I know. <laughs> Karen, you mentioned it's hard to do it here in the Philippines. So, do you have, like, a support system or my community, classical education community ba dito? Um, 
that's the problem. There isn't really much. And I'm hoping to, to I've been trying to build a community, but it's very hard because most of what classical education is trying to do, it, it, it seems foreign. Mm-hmm. Mo yun yung parang, it's so hard to explain it. Like, yung sinasabi nilang elevator talk. If you're gonna be stuck there for 30 seconds, what are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to do that. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I've been trying to, and uh, we've been doing that. We're trying to do that in, in my own church community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, trying to share with them my love of classical education. And some of them have slowly try to um, to incorporate that in their own homeschooling. It's not an easy process. And even on Instagram, I feel like I'm a lone ranger. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, well, there are people who try to practice it, and but there is still a need to have a community of, of practitioners. And so what I do is that I find um, community with Charlotte Mason moms who are mm-hmm. closest to classical education. Yeah. yeah. Because much of uh, what we do are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, earlier you mentioned classical education is not one source, right? It's not yes. one authority. Um, it's a pool of wisdom throughout the ages. But if someone wanted to study or learn about classical education, are there courses, degrees, or formal certification for it? It's not really like, um, unlike yung Montessori, di ba, merong certification. Mm-hmm. It's not like that kasi sa classical education, wala kang formal, like, one source. Mm-hmm. So there have been different um, organizations, or you could say movements, who try to do the work of retrieval. And one of that would be Classical Academic Press. They have a website called classicalu.com wherein you can get certification in three different levels. So I've tried to do that. I've tried to work through that. Um, it's not really, hindi siya like degree, but it's a certification. Uh, a certificate lang na just, you know, that you've gone through that. And um, one one person, I think it was Cindy Rowlings, was actually against um, groups who try to want to certify mga moms because she would like to veer away from the, from the notion that you're not able to teach unless you're certified. Because she wants to encourage that na it doesn't matter because uh, it doesn't matter because we can do this. And there have been many moms who, who tried to do that in their own by learning all they can, applying scholae, leisure, in their, own, in their own studies in order to help their children. So yes, there are groups who try to do that. You also have the Circe Institute who trains teachers. Uh, and the Classical U, a self-paced course with three different levels up to um, school administrator. And at mostly, it's just books. And um, and the way to do that, how to give yourself a classical education, is to read the great books, because therein we learn the virtues that have been extolled through different times and places. 
book recommendations naman, Karen. Meron bang ano? <laughs> Kasi a while ago, you were mentioning parang, di ba, ang kakapal daw ng mga books and Oo nga eh. <laughs> So, meron bang parang, ano, parang starter, ganyan, parang simpler and easier to digest? Okay, I will perhaps say uh, the first one would be An Introduction to Classical Christian Education by Dr. Christopher Perrin. It's a free resource. Booklet lang siya, so it's short. Mm-hmm. And it's also available free. Just search uh, An Introduction to Classical Christian Education by uh, Christopher Perrin. P-E-R-R-I-N. And that would be the easy part. If you go to the next part, if you love um, nonfiction, if you... If you are a nerd like me, <laughs> uh, if you enjoy philosoph- learning about the philosophy education, I would encourage you to pick up the liberal arts tradition by Kevin Clark and Ravi Jain. Um, I think uh, yan yung parang closest to a handbook that I could see na parang okay, it makes sense. It 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 traces the history. It traces. It's not so much, meron siya practical aspects, but it really provides the philosophy of what classical education is. And another book, I would say, um, which I just recently got when I've benefited greatly, is The Great Tradition. It's edited by Richard Gamble. It's uh, it's basically a, a compilation of works by Plato, Aristotle, Augustine, basically original... Re- Uh, writings from these authors and put together uh, about yung mga writings nila on what it means to be an educated human being. I, I like. Yon. So, it's The Great Tradition by, edited by Richard Gamble. Yon. Uh, and perhaps many people would expect me to say The Well-Trained Mind by Susan Wise Bauer. <laughs> and that's how I first started actually. But Uh, it's also good resource if you want to look at mga curriculum that she recommends. She's also a great historical writer. But I would say that the well-trained mind, I realize, applies more of the, yung parang, uh, a stages approach of the grammar, logic, and rhetoric. So mm-hmm. it's, mo- it's more of a modern classical education. Oh, yun yung sinasabi mo. Yeah, so uh, that's it. Uh, An Introduction to Classical Christian Education by Christopher Perrin, uh, The Liberal Arts Tradition by Kevin Clark and Ravi Jain, and The Great Tradition, edited by Richard Gamble. Those are the three books. And also, that one last thing, if you would like na mas available locally, siguro, is the one by C.S. Lewis, The Abolition of Man. Since we're all advocates of movement for children here, You mentioned earlier there's like what you call gymnastic training. Ano ba yun? Para is it a very classical education kind of physical activity? Perhaps you can share um, a physical activity that is yun, very classical ed that parents can introduce to their children or even do it with their children. Um, ang hirap to. Yung, yung... May ganun ba? <laughs> Actually, Sige. it's hard because wala silang sinabi na kay, yun lang nga, wala, walang oh, handbook. Like, this is yes. what you need to do. Yes. But siguro, I think, practical aspect. If you were to, to practical sense of how to apply wrestling, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yung parang play, wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Sa child. Rough play, ganyan. Yes, rough play. Yes, rough play. 
Yes. Love. Yes. So, kasi, ano siya eh, it's wrestling. So, um, I don't know how else you can apply that na parang being quarantined right now. So, one of the way to do that, and the other one would be dancing. Uh, dancing to something, but if you do not have rhythm like me, uh, you would resort to the other part. <laughs> Rough play is easy. Anyone can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Karen, as much as we don't want to end, for sure, marami pa kaming questions. Message ka na lang namin sa IG. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing with Fervor. Um, thank you. And so much passion. Maybe any final words for parents who are interested about classical education and if you can promote your blog or your account so that they can follow you and learn more about it. I guess um, a short message for parents who feel uh, intimidated by the idea of classical education. Um, don't let that fear or feeling of inadequacy stop you. Um, to echo the words of Socrates, you know, I, I only know that I know nothing. It's a good place to be. Because um, being in that state, it's finding yourself in a state of not knowing anything is, is humbling. At the same time, uh, difficulty shows us that uh, it's, a, it's a sign that we must progress to something. And it helps us desire to continually search for the truth, which is uh, truth, which is um, part of us all. Uh, so I try to write and re- I read and I try to write um, in my blog, RaisingCovenantChildren.com. I also have on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, the same thing, Raising Covenant Children. So I put my thoughts there, even though they're so mumble-jumbled. No, I think they're really helpful and beautiful. <laughs> Oo nga. At saka, ang ganda ng photos. Oh, we always look forward to your photos. Diba? And the captions. Yan. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us this episode. We hope that you learned as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe or follow us and visit us on our Instagram, shakingparenting.podcast. Let us know your key takeaways from this episode. See you again next week!